Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The list of things that you can buy at the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com. Things to wear like Chicago Reader hats, t-shirts, bandanas, and face masks. Things for your daily life like the Chicago Reader camping mug, Chicago Reader tote bags, and a Chicago Reader reporter's notebook. Things for you to read like our Reader recipes, the Chicago Reader 420 Companion, our Chicago Reader Best of book series from journalists Maya Dukmasaba, Mike Sula, Ben Jarofsky, and Lior Galil, the Chicago Reader coloring book, and the Chicago Reader stay home puzzle. Find the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com and show your support for the nation's first free weekly news newspaper since 1971. Bonus time and Adventure show as I speak. It's Friday, July 1st. How did it get to be July 1st? I do not know. The days pass. The summer is racing away, folks. It's racing away. It's July 1st already. 2022, of course. Duh. Well, you know, you may be listening to this thing in three years and you want to know the year. It's 2022. Uh, the news of the day is just, for me anyway, so bleak and depressing and sad that I'm going to start, uh, before I introduce my distinguished guest, with a little good news, what I think is good news in my little universe. I'm very happy. Yes, by the way, you should know this. I'm still in sunny California in this uh, palatial palace of an Airbnb that I'm staying in. I don't know what I did to, to deserve this. Uh, and uh, and uh, so I woke today. Uh, so I'm in Cali. I'm two year, two hours behind everyone. And all my texts are coming in. Bulls re-signed Zach Levine. Bulls re-signed Zach Levine. I'm so happy I ran outside through the streets of California going, Bulls re-sign, Zach Levine, take that, Laker fans. None of that happened, but in my mind, it may have happened. So a little good news before we take the deep dive into all the rest of the news. Not much is good, except we're going to close on a positive note with my distinguished guest. Uh, So without further ado, distinguished guest, introduce yourself and we'll take it away. Hi, I'm Ramana Hussein. I'm a member of the editorial board at the Chicago Sun-Times and a columnist as well. Yes. And a dear friend of the Ben Jarofsky Show every other Friday. Uh, she's so nice to come on the show. All right, Ramana. Uh, we'll, we'll hold off the, the good news, the sweet news. I finally got around to watching Ted Lasso. Only two years behind. It's uh, okay. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Uh, at the end, but let's deal with what I find uh, very upsetting news. I've been talking about it a lot on the show, uh, and uh, you've been writing about it, so uh, you've been a very busy uh, writer over at uh, my beloved Bright One, the Chicago Sun-Times. And the first item, of course, is uh, this happened last week. It's been a, it's hard to believe a week has gone by, a uh, very turbulent and tumultuous week, politically speaking. Uh, the Supremes uh, overturned Roe. We knew it was coming because the... Uh, the opinion was leaked, uh, but then when it came out, it's hard to really, for me, I'm speaking for myself, to encapsulate how what a horrific piece of direct this opinion is, uh, including the part where Sam Alito uh, quotes this English thinker, and I got thinker in quotes from the 17th century, um, who the, the Trumpsters are always crying about the January 6th insurrectionists, uh, the, uh, the congressional hearing calling a witch hunt. The dude, Sammy Alito, quoted literally was a judge at a witch trial. So I'm just like saying, come on, MAGA, once again, you're all over the map with your inconsistencies. I'm going to do the deep dive with Jim Coogan next week about uh, the, the uh, ruling itself. But um, talk a little bit about general terms. Uh, the impact that this had just like on you or uh, what do you think on society uh, as a whole uh, that this uh, freedom that women thought they had uh, no longer exists? 
yeah, it's it, it was obviously very stunning. I mean, once that draft um, had leaked in, I think it was early May, um, a lot of people kind of saw the writing on the wall. But I think when it was Roe v. Wade was finally overturned last week um, on Friday, um, I think a lot of people were still a little stunned and shocked. But I just think that what we've seen in the last few years in this country I, at this point, I feel like nothing is really shocking, but I, I still think it, I think it did really sting um, in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, one of the things I've, I've seen people tweet, you know, abortion is a very, very personal subject and this has to do with the woman's body. And people are just saying that, you know, there was people talking about mask mandates and how they don't want to be forced to um, wear a mask. And, you know, a lot of people on the right were saying things like my body, my choice. But when it comes to um, abortion rights, they wanted to take that away from a lot of women. So, you know, we in Illinois, um, we have safe, you know, quote unquote, safeguards in place right now um, where women are going to be protected in Illinois and they can get a safe and legal abortion. But we're going to have an influx of um, women coming in from different states where um, they have trigger laws. Um, Illinois is kind of surrounded by a lot of different states that are going to be affected by Roe v. Wade. And who knows what's going to happen like in the future. I I just think a lot of people, you know, don't realize the implications of this. Like you can be, you know, someone that never wants to get abortion, but the fact is you're taking that choice away from women and, what you know, if some of these people don't even think a woman should get an abortion if her life's at stake. Um, there are a lot of women who, you know, are having miscarriages and have to get an abortion. And you know, you wonder like, are are they going to keep women from getting abortions when they need them? You know, look to save their lives. You know, to keep them from getting sick. I, I just don't know what this is going to mean. I mean, I know what it's going to mean, but it just it's just chilling to think about it. And um, I know I've, I've written, I wrote the editorial last week, and I've also written about the editorial, which we can talk a little bit about um, data. Um, a lot of women are worried, uh, a lot of women are worried about data that is out there. They they wonder if they're going to be monitored and tracked. Um, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's like period trackers where, which women use when they want to get pregnant. Or there's like, you know, they they might do Google searches about where to get a safe abortion. And, you know, a lot of women have a lot of concerns about whether or not they're going to be surveilled because that has happened. An editorial that I wrote maybe two months ago or maybe a month and a half ago about uh, data being available and how data can affect um, the way, you know, women in different states can be harmed or affected because there have been companies that have taken... um, there are companies that have taken information like from Planned Parenthood and, you know, shared that information about like who came to visit. I don't think it had like super a lot of details, but they were people were able to get that sort of information about who was going to the Planned Parenthood, how long they were staying. And so um, I think a lot of people feel like privacy is also going to be affected by um, by this overturning um, of the Supreme Court. Um, decision. And, you know, we heard that Clarence Thomas was, uh, you know, talking about different other, other man, you know, other Supreme Court decisions that could be overturned now. And one of the things that Lorraine Forte, my boss, <laughs> added to um, our editorial last week was the fact that he shouldn't, he should be careful for what he wishes for, because interracial marriage could also be overturned, which I thought was a, a good thing to note, because Clarence Thomas, I think he he pointed to different things that he could that could be overturned, except that one one that one. Yeah, he, so he convenient, yeah. Since yeah. he's married to a white woman, so it's 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 just a it's very. Um, I think it's just a very interesting and scary time right now that we're living in, and uh, uh, it's, and I'll tell you to pick up on. First of all, I got to give you credit because you were ahead of the game uh, in terms of the uh, impact of uh, the information that's available already on the internet uh, that could be used uh, to punish women. Uh, The period trackers, I'm utterly obsessed with this story now. Uh, Typical Ben. I'm usually a little behind, uh, Romana, but I make up for it with enthusiasm. Um, But uh, there are so many consequences. First of all, I'm just going to point this out. We have a very, uh, how do I put this? An election coming up that's one of extremes. And uh, if uh, Darren Bailey is victorious, uh, 
to become governor of Illinois. And uh, Thomas DeVore is victorious to become uh, the attorney general. Then this state will start moving in the direction of Missouri and Texas. Guarantee you that, folks. So you think you got the rights right now in Illinois, but I just keep and the Supreme Court seats that are up. So you just got to keep remembering that uh, if this is an issue that matters to you. Now, in terms of the 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 tracking system, you you are way ahead of the game. This is going to become some kind of like a horrific futuristic tale, apocalyptic uh, tale, like a nightmare. So if a woman comes from out of state to Illinois to get an abortion and uh, the bounty hunters are chasing her from out of state, which will happen, ladies and gentlemen, don't kid yourselves, uh, then they'll start seeking information uh, from the abortion providers or the women's clinics or the hospitals or wherever she is in Illinois and demanding that information. And will the state of Illinois, Romana, support the woman's right to privacy and the doctor's right to privacy, or will they side with the bounty hunters? Will this be sort of like fugitive slave laws back in the 19th century? Uh, If Darren Bailey, this is me speaking, not Romana, if Darren Bailey uh, is elected and the Supreme Court is taken over in Illinois by Republicans, they're going to act like uh, bounty hunters. They're going to feed the information to the bot. We, you, we all know that, Ramana. We know yeah. that's coming. Yeah. And so um, I remember we talked about the data offline, Ben, and we disagreed. I'm just letting you know um, we did disagree on data. And uh, I, have to, I won't say mo- anymore, but um, one of the things I did uh, when I talked to the uh, state public health officials, they said legally, um, they can't, they can't, they're bound under law that they don't have to share that information. So, you know, they feel like they're pretty well protected. But like you said, it, it depends on who's governor. That could change in, in a heartbeat. And uh, what we saw during this election, I mean, we saw like the polls showed that Dar- Darren Bailey was uh, leading over Richard Irwin. And, you know, we saw that happen um, on Tuesday night. So, um, yeah, things things could change very easily. Nobody nobody ever thought Donald Trump would become president, correct? So I think anything can happen in the state. Um, one of the things that I know um, anecdotally, I, I was very, uh, I tried to do more studying than usual when it came to the judges this time for on my ballot. I just felt like I needed to be, I have to start, I feel like the Supreme Court decision and the reversal of Roe v. Wade made me realize that I have to just be really diligent when it comes to looking at what judges I want on the bench um, in Illinois. Um, you know, obviously, it's like you're not going to, no matter what you do, that doesn't, you know, some judge can rule completely opposite than when you what you would think after you vote for someone. But I just think it's more, it's really important for people to vote. I know, I know, it does, I know a lot of people feel so hopeless right now, given the situation, they feel like voting doesn't make a difference, but I just feel like, God, if there's one thing you have to do, you have to just make sure you vote and hear your, you know, get your voices heard. And, I, I'm um, with you. Yeah. That, by then, the way, did you yeah. do the Injustice Watch? Uh, I talked about that a lot in the show. I had Maya on the uh, show. Yeah. Night. Um, I had a field day with that Injustice Watch voter <laughs> guide. Judges spent a lot of time on that thing. Did you do? Did you I, uh, so you know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners, maybe not, but um, I'm sure a lot of them know that, or may not know that the Sun Times does not do endorsements anymore because we're a nonprofit. Um, I actually did an editorial this week also to tell people to go vote. <laughs> so, but that's the only thing we can do. So I, I did feel like I, I did I did use Injustice Watch when I looked at. Um, you know, when it looked, when it came to judges in my area, but I did look at other um, outlets as well. I just don't want to rely on one source of information. I looked at other um, organizations, like recommendations too. I looked at the specific um, bar associations, which Injustice Watch did have. Yeah, they had them all. Everything yeah, they had they had right everything. It, it's good. Yeah. It, it's a good. It's a good service, I think. Um, you know, because a lot of people, and you know, I'm not blaming a lot of people, but. Because it's very difficult and hard to, you know, with the, there's only so many hours in the day. But, you know, stuff like that, that what Injustice Watch does and, you know, the deep dive and the research, it is helpful for a lot of people who have the time to who don't have the time to look and do their own research. Because that's one of the things whenever people go to the you know polling booth, all my friends are like, oh, my God, I always get con- confused about the judges, you know, the judges part. And 
you know, I always like direct them to different pages and, you know, we don't have, we don't have a, you know, we don't have a guide anymore. We have, a, we had a sometimes voter guide. I shouldn't say that, but we don't have, um, you know, a, a cheat sheet anymore. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, you're absolutely correct. Uh, the Sun Times doesn't do endorsements anymore, and I'm not supposed to do endorsements either. So I'm just going to say this: I already said uh, wh- if you believe a certain way, you should vote uh, for the Democrats. So I'm going to rephrase it so people don't think I'm making an endorsement. Hey, if you believe in fugitive slave laws, if you believe uh, that we should have like a Big Brother uh, 1984 system where women's periods are monitored, uh, so that uh, big government knows exactly when your period is uh, so that they can try to figure out if you had an abortion. If you want uh, to encourage bounty hunters from other states to come to Illinois uh, and arrest women uh, for missing a period and not being held, not having a good explanation for why they missed a period. This is what they're going to be doing, Romana. So if you want that, DB's your guy. Just vote for him. There you go. Okay, I did it both ways. Okay, so you can't say I endorsed a candidate. Maybe some of my listeners out there want a handmaiden type existence uh, in uh, the city of Chicago in the state of Illinois. All right, there you go, Romana. Thing. I, 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 I think I covered myself there. Um, all right, so I think our argument was about something else, but I'll concede for the moment that <laughs> I'm just saying, all right, we had a little different argument, but whatever. We were um, talking about data, and you said the more data, the better. And I said, well... I think you have Sounds to think like about it. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And then all I can say is there was another another woman on the editorial board said, "Of course, a man would say that." But yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I believe there was another. Uh, there was another man, man involved. That. Yes. Oh, yes. what was his name? I think it remind. It rhymes with. Could be related Rick. to. Say, it could be someone related to me. That's all. Yes, I think it remi- uh, rhymes with Rick. Uh so, uh, all right, let's move on to um, another editorial uh, that you wrote, R. Kelly. This is something we haven't discussed, uh, speaking of depressing topics. Yeah, uh, that's super was, depressing. Uh, yeah, uh, sentenced. Uh, and you, I think you wrote the editorial you told me about R. Kelly, so take it away, Romano. Yes. Um, so um, as many of your listeners probably heard, um, R. Kelly the huge R&B superstar from Chicago was sentenced to 30 years in prison in New York. There was a federal case against him in New York. He still has a pending um, federal case in uh, Illinois. That's a, I think they're supposed to do jury selection on that case on August 15th. There's also a pending case at the Leighton Criminal Courthouse. But this is this marks the first time that um, R. Kelly has actually been sentenced to prison. You know, obviously he's been in jail held in jail since he was um he was charged with the crimes in 2019 in the t- those two federal cases and the cook county criminal court case um and so my ed- the editorial that the sun times did um that i wrote um focuses on r kelly um and the story that the sun times did 22 years ago um in it was december 21st 2000 it was written by two former Sun-Times reporters who are no longer with us. Um, one is Jim DeRogatis, who everyone knows as this influential rock critic, and he was our pop critic, music critic at the time, and Abdin Palish, who did a lot of criminal justice reporting. Abdin Palish now works for Susanna Mendoza. But both of those reporters wrote about this, so their lead is basically, you know, their lead in the story is basically what R. Kelly was can you know, convicted and sentenced for, for 30 years in prison. So they were on this story 22 years ago. And the interesting thing is, um, so two years after they wrote their first story, as everyone knows now, the Sun-Times received a copy um, of a videotape that showed R. Kelly um, allegedly having sex with a minor. And that ended up, that led to um, the, you know, indictment against R. Kelly. And he was acquitted on those charges in 2008. And one of the notable things um, Abdin Palish and Jim Derogatis, um say is that nobody else kind of jumped on the bandwagon <laughs> saying that this is a horrible thing. And everybody was, and I've been listening to interviews that Jim Derogatis has been giving, uh, has been given the last day or two. And he just said that everyone was complicit in keeping R. Kelly, you know, in the limelight as a positive role model. He said the churches, schools, um, 
you know, the music industry was the worst. I mean, Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, they all did duets with him. I think he I think he had a song with Lady Gaga said, do what you want, which is really, really tone deaf. And um, what one thing that Jim DeRogatis and Abdon Palish mentioned was like most of the victims were young black girls and young black women. And they said, had the victims been white, would people give R. Kelly a pass for so, so long? And so um, one of the things, um, you know, Abton obviously left journalism and Jim Derogata still writes a lot. Um, I think he teaches at Columbia College and he still does sound opinions on XRT, but he kind of pushed with this. He wrote a book and he was kind of like the only person doing this for a long time. And he was vilified by many people for dragging R. Kelly down. Um, the women who spoke out against R. Kelly were vilified for a very, very long time. Even within their community, they're saying that they're dragging down, uh, you know, successful black man. And ironically, it was, or surprisingly, it was a 2019 uh, docuseries on Lifetime that wasn't done by Jim DeRogatis or Abdon Palish. They appeared on it briefly, um, the, sh the show that really had authorities like rethinking this again. So this, this, this docuseries came out in 2019 and I actually did watch it. And it was a very compelling docuseries. Um, the woman who did it was a woman named Dream Hampton. She did a good job. Um, but I, in my editorial, I mentioned that um, this documentary is very powerful and very raw. And it's great that it got people to notice again. But Abdon and Jim DeRogatis have been doing this for years. So it just, it just, it, it's just crazy how like, you know, I guess TV news or people watching it, it was just, I guess it was at the right time because, you know, a few years before Me Too, um, the Me Too movement came out and a lot of people started rethinking how um, how they accepted things before. And so it was a good mix. But, you know, Abdin and Jim Durgatis's name needs to be out there for receiving credit. Um, I'm not saying that they're the only ones to receive credit because they always say that it was the young women and the young girls who s spoke out who deserve all the credit. And that's definitely true. And um, one of the things they said that a lot of these young black women and girls said that they always felt like that they didn't matter because in society, young black women and um, young black girls are the most dismissed. And you know what? That is true. And I think this story, which, um, you know, came at the same time that Kentanji Brown Jackson was nominated as a first black woman to the Supreme or not nominated was confirmed, right. Or was sworn in, sworn in, uh, yeah. sworn in. Yeah. Cause she was confirmed before I was sworn in as, um, the first black woman on the Supreme court, um, is, is kind of telling like, you know, they are black women are important and they need to be heard. And I, I and I think it was, it was good that these women were able to address R Kelly and he's going to be spent 30 years in, in prison and he might get more prison time depending on what happens with the cases in federal court. So, um, you know, this, this, you know, I don't want to like, you know, we were saying on the editorial board yesterday, like, you know, it's not just the Sun Times who, you know, shed light on this problem, but we did get the ball rolling and Abdon and Pallet, Abdon Palish and Jim Duragatis do deserve credit for talking about this 20 years ago, 22 years ago. And a lot of people ignored it back then. Oh and yeah. Ignored it. So and, uh, you, even yeah. the press. So I, I, in the music industry, it's terrible because they were more worried about money and uh, protecting R Kelly than protecting these young girls. Oh, and well, we'll take a side track on this thing uh i don't think this is as prevalent today as it was then and a totally different th related thing if the bright one has a big story the response from the tribute back in the day is can, can we ignore this story because we do not want to give the sometimes credit by uh following them this is kind of the mindset of journalism one of the things that i've always rebelled against journalism uh, and that's dying, I think. Ramon, I see more and more collaborations between newspapers and radio stations, et cetera, and so forth. But that, my, that mindset was prevalent at the, at the turn of the century. So I could just imagine attributing people, ah, this is nothing. Let's just ignore this. So we don't have to get the bright one the credit of following them. Uh, and uh, so that's part of the reason, too. I just got to follow up on something you said. You're absolutely correct. I think D. Regattis has said this many times. The fact that the um, the victims of R. Kelly's uh, assaults 
uh, were young uh, black girls or teenagers or women. Um, but the, the prevailing attitude in general toward powerful men uh, preying on vulnerable women uh, was very much in favor of the powerful men. And just to, you know, Harvey Weinstein, uh, they made jokes about him at the Oscars. Everybody knew. Everybody pretended they they didn't acted like it wasn't a horrible thing. And I just saw this from this. You know, I'm obsessed with Larry David. There was a Larry David episode from the early O's. I forget when. It was one of the first, first or second series where the big, you know, the big, the, the, the fat Harley. guy. Jeff, yeah. His sidekick um, is an agent. And so the, in the show, they're not hiding it. Uh, Jeff forces a uh, woman to uh, go to a hotel with him if he'll represent her. Uh, in the freaking show, and they're like, it's a joke, and he has an accident on the way back from the, the joke is he has an accident on the way back from the motel, so then Susie, his wife, no. so they weren't hiding it, they were like, this was the prevailing attitude uh, in America, and, and these are all liberals, by the way, oh, I'm no. just saying, I mean, you know? your, your, your boy Woody Allen, I mean, <laughs> every single liberal white guy I know was like, was praising Woody Allen, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. Like he looks creepy and he's like chasing after these young women and it's like considered normal. You know what I mean? And yeah. I mean, we talked about Manhattan. I mean, he's dating a high schooler in that yeah, movie and absolutely. everybody always acts like that's like the best movie ever. And then like, I'm sure if a lot of people rewatch that movie who tell me it's like the greatest movie, they'll be creeped out. And um, I just, yeah, I, I just find it like, I just think as a woman, I, you know, you pick up on these things and you think people are creepy, but yeah, for a long time, I mean, men, especially, they always excuse other men for that kind of behavior. Larry David, who I adore, he's like come out in defense of Woody Allen and uh, saying that it's no big deal. And I'm like, okay. Um, you know, I just, I just think that men in the history, I mean, it's like, everybody's just like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And it's just kind of like, it's 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 disgusting. You know what I mean? And, you know, I'm glad that people are speaking out against this because I don't think people realize that when an older man takes advantage of a younger woman, woman, he like destroys their lives. It's not like it's not an equal playing field. And it's it's just disgusting, first of all. And it's wrong and it's illegal. But it's uh, it's just wrong on so many levels. Uh, by the way, if Larry David did not stand by Woody Allen, that would be such hypocrisy because he pretty much stole everything from Woody Allen. Okay, I'm just saying it's true. I, I know I, I, I like Larry David. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I haven't no, really. But, I mean, having watched, I'm guilty as charged. I was obsessive Woody Allen fan. Yes, it's true, people. Uh, but I've I, I really can't deal with him anymore since I saw that. We talked about that documentary at length. Um, but uh, the Woody Allen documentary. But uh, when I watched Larry David, oh, my God, Ramona, his mannerisms. It, he's just channeling Woody Allen half the time. And uh, I'm like, okay, LD, come on, give some love to the wood, man, because you stole half of his stuff. Anyway, all right, either here or there. Um, all right, let's talk this. I've been really wanting to talk. It's funny I say this toward the end, but I've really been wanting to get your thoughts on this one. Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, his testimony before the January 6th Insurrection Committee. Uh, we've talked about this at length with other guests, so I'm not going to really take the deep dive on the substance of what she said. We're going to be talking about this all next week with other guests, etc. So, folks, don't worry. I'm going to. I'm not letting this one go. But so many bombshells uh, that she uh, dropped in her appearance uh, and her live testimony, where she talked about how uh, complicit Donald Trump. President Donald Trump was with the insurrectionists. He wanted them armed. Uh, he wanted to speak before them, and uh, he wanted them to take over the Capitol and force Mike Pence uh, into making Donald Trump president for life, essentially. So uh, very disturbing testimony. But one part of it that I'd love to get your thoughts on, and I alluded to it a little bit earlier, is the fact that her appearance, her look, the way she dressed, her age, was this classic Trump woman aide, an aide to Donald Trump. He likes to be surrounded by younger women. And uh, Romana, I watched Fox TV's response 
to her testimony, they didn't know what to say because she, and to them, is the epitome of what women should be in America. Do you follow what I'm saying, Romana? Yeah, like her and look. Her look is her look. Um, yes. I, I felt like she wasn't completely a Fox News like Barbie doll, but she definitely was someone like. Isn't she like? She, wasn't she only like 26 years old? So she's someone who, you know, she's like young, she's attractive, and she's yeah, like you said, she's someone that <laughs> Trump, you know, wants you know, like in in his corner. So it's like when someone like that, because usually he's commenting on women's looks. Like if a woman looks a certain way and she just disagrees with him, then he like goes after her looks, right? So this is a woman that you know, she's a white woman, kind of saying what what you know they don't want her to say so yeah i'm sure i didn't want i don't watch fox news but i do sometimes like try to like you know see clips of what they're saying and the responses but i did actually when i turned on the tv um to see the last few moments of um hutchinson's testimony i did have it on fox news and it, it was kind of i did note that they weren't being that they weren't being that um they weren't attacking her as she was talking. They were kind of being matter of fact about what she was saying. So I did note that. Um, yeah, maybe it's a conundrum from that for them. But I think I think eventually they'll kind of go after her too as well. Because she's, you know, she's she said what happened and it's not favorable to Donald Trump. So I don't know. We I, I still I still think there's time. They'll find something about her and then they'll go after her too. Oh, they may have already started because yeah. like I'm like you, I don't watch it all the time. I just uh, I have to admit this was all over my Instagram feed. Uh, and, uh, uh, so yeah, they may have already started attacking her because she dared, uh, to speak out against the cult. If you speak out against the cult, that's MAGA, they will turn on you. Uh, we, we, they're doing that to Liz Cheney, uh, right now. And, uh, they did that to Richard Irving. <laughs> He didn't even speak out against the cult. I was he gonna, just I was didn't gonna, join the cult. I was going to say he didn't talk at all, right? <laughs> he no, he press conferences and not say much. So, the, uh, oh my God, I could do a whole slide. I knew I've said this already on the show, but I'll repeat it. I knew he was in trouble because so many of my guests had troubles with his name. It's Irvin, but I, I've heard him call Irving, Irwin. Or, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I, I, like, I, nope. I actually spelled his name wrong when I was running an editorial. I have to admit. I mean, we I caught it, but. Yeah, I I didn't I yeah I didn't I, I I but I'm still shocked that I mean I'm not shocked that Darren Bailey won but you know I had never heard of him until the pandemic. Yeah, well, nobody. I don't think anybody did. Yeah, yeah that, that is true. So I'm not. That I'm was not his claim alone that. You're not yeah. alone. Don't don't feel bad about yourself. <laughs> uh, and um, <clears throat> but uh, all right. So going back to Cassidy Hutchinson. So that to me uh, was a really pivotal moment uh, in this. Um, these hearings but and do you think ahead. that people who already like love donald trump do you think that's going to really change their no. minds it's, no absolutely I, not I, I don't think they care you know what i mean you could you know you could say that you know donald i'm just saying that donald trump could do anything i mean could you imagine if any other president tried to grab the steering wheel and like what if there was a bunch of brown people storming the capitol and a president said oh i don't think there should be metal detectors <laughs> You know, just get rid of the metal detectors. And I mean, if, if Barack Obama did that and there was a bunch of like people that look like me who were storming the Capitol and Barack Obama said, hey, man, these are my people. <laughs> he was just like, you know what I mean? I'm just saying that he can do anything. Absolutely. And, 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 so, and his supporters, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. So I, I take that into that. That's part of my equation. So for, like, shout out Rachel Hinton. She was the guest yesterday as we broke down the great Rachel Hinton as we broke down the election results. And we were in agreement on this point. In the state of Illinois, Donnie Trump got 43% of the vote against uh, Joe Biden in 2020. All right. So our guess is that's where Darren Bailey starts. That 43% isn't moving. You could have tapes of Donald Trump in a bedroom with R. Kelly, and they're still going to vote for Donald Trump. You know, they, Donald Trump's facing rape charges right now. You and I've talked about that. It, they're still going to vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, and so I don't. You, I just don't so, get but it. My point is, is that I mean, I do get the, it, but I, well, yeah, they're cultists. But yeah, yeah, my, and, and they're, they're white. They're white. They're they're they love. They want white people. Just 
anything that benefits white people, that's all they care about. They don't care about religion or anything. No, but they hide behind religion. Yeah, so exactly. My, the, the, my point is, is I'm hoping that the 57% that voted for Biden, just to use Illinois numbers, they're seeing this. They may be, most of them may be asleep, not paying attention. They're not obsessive news junkies like me or you or Mick or all our friends, you know, in the journalism trade. But just the image of Cassidy Hutchinson, who she is, what she looked like, all the things we just said, how she directly acknowledged what she saw. I'm hoping that middle America that's not part of the cult will say, you know, maybe this is more important than, I don't know, inflation. <laughs> you know what I mean? The price of gas. Guys, it's the price of gas or an attempted coup. Just think about that, America. And by the way, Trump can't do anything about the price of gas either. So I'm just saying. So that's what I mean. I agree with you 100%. That 43%, they're not going anywhere. They love Donnie more than ever, you know? Um, so I, I'm with you. And, my, and it just doesn't it bother you, Romana, that there's such frauds that they stay with him no matter what? Yeah. I mean, it, that's scary to me. I mean, I know a lot of people said, oh, it's only 43 percent. That's a lot. To me, that's a lot. And and, you know, there were I mean, there are a lot of people who are sensible. You know, everybody calls them sensible, but they were willing to vote for Donald Trump the second time. So that is scary to me. I mean, the fact that people can vote for him again, you know, and, and to use that excuse, you know, people use excuses like, oh, he's good for the country, the, you know, whatever, like his business act. I don't even think he's that great of a businessman, but I, I just, I just am so tired of the excuses and um, anyone that supports him. I just don't, I don't get it. You know, I mean, I get why, why a certain population in a certain segment of society supports him but I, there's some people i just don't get their reasoning it's just the logic makes no sense and no other person no other president has gotten away with so much and then president trump and i i, I just like the same and the thing that bothers me is the same people who support this guy would never let any person of color get away with the same thing if obama did even half what Donald Trump did, it, it just would, it would just be over for him. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it just, it, I don't know. It disgusts me. Like, you know, we talk about this country and I, you know, the older I get, the more cynical I get. Um, I had a lot of hope when I was younger and the older I get in the past few years have just been very revelatory to me. Like I would, I would think that most Americans are good. And I do think there's a lot of good Americans. I think there's a lot of good people everywhere. But just the beliefs that a lot of Americans have, especially white America, is very scary and disturbing to me. I mean, I just, I mean, you know it was out there, but people are so proud to be this way and be this closed-minded. And they accuse, they the same people accuse my people of being, you know, closed-minded and, you know, they're, they're all about religion, but they're not about anybody else's religion you know darren bailey's talking about crt and he said we're going to give it you know those decisions in the hands of the parents like what does he mean what parents does he mean white parents so it it's it's a very disturbing thing for me to watch especially as a person of color and um you know i don't know i i know in judaism and islam abortion is a lot more you know, it's not that black and white as it is in Catholicism and other religions. But a lot of people are saying, like, if that's your religious belief, that's fine. But a lot of people don't have the same religious beliefs or don't have that religion. But it's like they are imposing. You know, they always talk about the, 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 this group of right wingers. They always talk about separation of church and state when it comes to not when it comes to religions other than Christianity. But when it comes to Christianity that influences what happens in this country and it's imposed on it's imposed on the all the rest of us absolutely here here <laughs> no i'm just saying i'm just no, saying i'm with you 100 and i listen i don't want to go down this track because i'm gonna get all people mad but i was i remember when i was a little kid and i went to fights there was an atheist whose name i can't remember uh in the chicago area who, who's uh constantly suing various 
uh, Towns, but I, I just really can't remember his name. I humbly apologize. Uh, anyway, and uh, so the battle was over whether there should be uh, a Christmas tree at a public plaza. I remember having an argument with a dear friend, not name his name, uh, and he was defending it. <laughs> He's a uh, Christian. And we were, it was a polite discussion. And I'm like, I almost said his name, which would have violated. I said, dude, you got a Christmas tree in your house. You got Christmas tree in every house you see. Everywhere you go, you see, you know, Christmas stuff. Like, what difference does this one tree in Daisy Plaza have? I mean, is it not, when is enough enough already? Yeah, and I'm personally not offended by Christmas trees, but my whole argument is like, I, I'm not offended by that, but if someone put something Muslim related or like a crescent, trust me, everybody would like get Otherwise, their panty, panties in its waist. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's like, oh, look at these Muslims. They're like, you know, trying to impose their religion on everybody. So it's like offensive to me. I'm like, why am I supposed to be like, all about your holiday and then you know you don't want to do anything you know celebratory about anybody else's holiday so that's what that's what makes me mad about like you know there's a supreme court decision i mean wasn't there's a supreme court ruled in favor of this guy saying prayers after a football game okay if there was a muslim praying after a football game trust me all these crazy football fans would just go berserk i mean they can't even handle the fact that colin kaepernick takes a knee so yeah. it's just it's just so <laughs> ludicrous sorry i'm sorry i know we're going on a tangent but no no i like it i like the tangent so. i love the tangent. the best stuff happens in tangents <laughs> so all uh, i'm saying is all uh, i'm saying is like religion is horrible unless it's christianity in this country yeah uh the views and opinions of ramana hussein do not necessarily <laughs> reflect those of ben drowski <laughs> man uh so you know, some right wingers are going to take that little clip yeah and, uh, oh no, but, no I'll be, I'm where you said religion is no, religion is horrible, and just keep <laughs> yeah. that Romana Hussein on the Ben Jarofsky show. Yeah. Uh, and they're not going to play the rest of it. By the way, guys, feel free, because that would get us more hits. All right, uh, so let's close with a little hope, because the world is pretty bleak. Uh, and uh, once again, I'm a little behind the times. Romana's smiling. And so we do Romana's recommendations. Uh, she always re recommends what she's watching on TV or what she's reading or what movie she's seen. Uh, and uh, I think it was two years ago you recommended Ted Lasso. No, no, no. Uh, it, I, I watched it? it late too, maybe a year ago. Okay, all right, okay. Uh, but it was a long time ago. And I go, oh, yeah, I'll get around to it. Well, you know, I finally got around to it. I don't know how. Somehow or other, uh, I got access to Apple TV. And um, man, I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm almost done with the first season. It is very. It's just kind of a feel-good show where, you know, it's got, it, it's not phony, ironic, or cynical, or jaded, you know, and uh, if you just have tolerance, and you have an open mind, it's promoting, you know, you could solve a lot of problems. I gotta give you credit, Ramona, you were way ahead of the game, at least on the Ben Jarofsky <laughs> show with this. Yeah, I was, uh, I was a little later than most people, but people told me to watch it, and I, I got Mick to watch it too, and we usually disagree on what shows to watch, but he actually did like that one too. Um, and he watched it and I, I thought it was good. I mean, I think there's going to be one more season from what I read. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a feel good. Um, it's a feel good show and it's not, it, it's not like, so it's, it's definitely like very sweet, but it's not like too like Pollyannish, you know, there's like some funny things and like edge, you know, you have that one character, um, God, Brett Goldstein, the guy, he, that's the name of the act, the actor who plays the, like the rough, but nice, like, you know, soccer player. And you have the different types and you learn about their lives and, um, you know, it's, it's England. It's like, it's a total Midwestern white guy living in, in England. So you have that fish out of the water thing. And then, you know, you have, and a lot of people noted that the female characters were a lot, a lot more fleshed out than they usually are in a lot of shows. So I know a lot of women like that, but um, yeah, I, I, I did enjoy Ted Lasso and I, th I haven't met one person who disliked it, you know, so it's, I'm glad you like it. I, I actually don't know what we're going to watch next, but I have a couple ideas that I want to, I want to watch. Um, I don't know. Do you watch, did you, do you watch the new Elvis movie? Did that come out yet? I, uh, it is out. I, I've not watched it. I have very mixed feelings about Elvis. Uh, that could be a whole show. Um, yeah, not, uh, I, 
I've heard podcasts on the sh- on the movie. They said he, they said it's like a three hour trailer, and they say they kind of gloss over some of the. Um, they said that, some people said they liked it, but then they said there was a lot of glossing over, especially the um, the, the you know the allegations or the stuff about um, Elvis and you know black me and his relationship to black music. Um, they said they kind of gloss over stuff like that. Um, you mean he still he took everything he ever did from uh, yeah black yeah never, and you know and, and, and are you talking about that part of it yeah yeah exactly so <laughs> okay. yeah, but basically yeah. they 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 said that he they kind of like they say instead of they show him telling they said they they don't really show it it's just kind of like him like saying one sentence about it or you know they said it's kind of they kind of like try to like you know cover that stuff up or at least um gloss over that part like in a minute or something like that so i've heard like different things about it i mean i i, I like some of elvis songs but i've never been someone that's like a huge elvis fan but i'm never going to say that i don't like some of his songs or don't think that he was important um but you know there there's you know we know we know um all these white musicians stole music from they stole um, other it they just freaking some stole black it. musicians yeah yeah you know and, I mean, and like so if if he did a cover, I was talking about we we talked about this already because Ray Charles, I don't know if you saw that clip was floating around. Uh where Ray Charles, um God, I talked obsessively about this with another guest. Ray Charles uh was being interviewed by Bob Costas, and Bob Costas made an allusion to Elvis. This is I don't know, ten years ago or whatever. Uh, and Costas clearly thought that Ray Charles would chime in with him and say, Oh man, and Elvis, what a guy. And to, I was stunned. You know, Ray Charles demurred, and and Costas w- was uh, quick enough on his feet to go, wait, wait, you don't love Elvis like I love Elvis? I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, and Ray Charles goes, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble when I say this, but he's not the king. And he, and then he, he got fired up more and more. He talked about it, about how Elvis stole from people, never gave him credit. He got fired up, and he ended up going, he's not the king, he's a punk. Elvis is a punk. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Great, Charles. So I sent I Instagram. I Instagram that to all my Elvis hating friends. Hey man, that's rich. Well, do you remember? So yeah, I got. I got do you remember the Elvis. Public Enemy song "Fight the Power"? They, they okay. When you they, say they, they mention, yeah. uh, they mention Elvis. They call him a yeah. racist. And they said uh, they basically. Um, he said they said something about like how he was a hero to most, and um, and so there's there's lyrics about that. And that was uh, I think that was like, I remember people were talking about that when they came out. And then I was listening to this podcast the other day. Um, they said that Elvis once said, but it's it was debunked. And he never they say he never said this, but he said the only thing um, a black person can do for me is like shine my shoes. But apparently he didn't say that. And uh, this this one um, black woman on a podcast I was listening to was talking about how her parents took her to Graceland and her grandparents were there too. And her grandparents refused to go inside to Graceland. They just kind of sat outside the whole time because they believed that he did say that, but they were saying on this podcast, he didn't. So, you know, he's probably a, a complicated, conflicted character, but we, we do know that um, black music was culturally appropriated by many, many artists. And a lot of these artists did not get credit. Um, even my beloved Beatles used a lot of, you know, took, took a lot of um you know music well, and, okay you know. i will give the beatles this when they covered a chuck berry song well first of all they, they, when, give, they, they, did, they didn't give him credit and they well, just um, chuck berry would get money see i think i uh Rachel, in other words i remember sam and dave uh talking about the blues brothers which was just straight up cultural appropriation yeah right? i movie, I, 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 saw, I have to tell you and, I saw and sam blues. and dave said well we yeah. got we got a real rich so I'm not yeah. hating, on, you know, because the royalties came in, you know yeah, what I'm saying? That's good. That's good. I actually saw the Blues Brothers, like, after I got married to Mick, which is, six, you know, so I saw it less than six years ago. I saw it after everybody, because everybody would always praise it, and I thought it just looked really dumb. So I told Mick, I'm like, why are two white guys calling themselves the Blues Brothers? But, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a showcase for a lot of these blues blues artists and um that's what it, it seemed like. It paid homage I to them. The so I, I thought it was over. I thought it was overrated. Yeah, I know. I said, you uh, know, I, I once made the mistake of saying that in the newsroom. I go, God, Blues Brothers totally oh overrated. <laughs> somebody, like a couple of people looked at me and gave me a dirty look. And I, I just kind of laughed. I was like, no. you know, they weren't, they didn't take me that seriously. But yeah. yeah, I mean, the Beatles actually, the the Rubber Soul album, that was actually kind of made. They were poking fun of themselves as white artists, like saying, like, you know, unlike black music, their, their soul is a little less 
interesting, like a rubber sole, like in how hollow it is. So they kind of made fun of themselves too. Wow, was, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that until recently. I looked it up. Um, I'll send you a, a Wikipedia page about it. Okay, yeah. kind of, wow. Yeah. I, so. You know, I never thought of that. That's Listen, man, I love John Lennon. He, I, was like, I was talking to my wife about this. There's certain old artists, and I say old, are you like older than me? So I get to call them old, that I love more and more with each passing year. And John Lennon is on that list. Uh, I'm looking at a, where I am in this Airbnb. There's an album. David Bowie is on that list. Aretha Franklin is on that list. Marvin Gaye is on that list. James Brown is on that list. Prince is, They just, like, as the years go by, I really appreciate what they, oh, Stevie Wonder, top of the list. And and John Lennon and the Beatles, like, they're there. It's just every year, I just seem I appreciate and love their yeah. music. Yeah, I mean, after more. I watched, after I watched um, the documentary on the Beatles, like the, uh, the was it Get Back? I, I, I mean, I like Paul McCartney even more. Just just watching him as, as a human being, I was like, God, this guy's awesome. So, like, I don't know. I'm just saying I, I like the Beatles. I mean, I'm a huge Beatles fan. So, for anybody um, who doesn't know that already, I mean, they were, like, my favorite band when I was a little girl. And I still like them to this day. And I, I know some people might not think they're that cool. But after I saw that documentary, I just liked them even more. And Paul McCartney is just like, Wow. This guy's really cool. He kept it together. He kept the band together, and and he, and he was just and I just I, I liked watching him um, interact with Linda McCartney's daughter, and you know he it that was just that just did it for me. I was like I love Paul McCartney. He was only twenty six years old. Most twenty six year old guys aren't like that. So yeah, oh they were oh god what oh they were wise beyond their years. All right, we've all run out of time. Ramona, we ended the show on a it's like a happy cheerful note. It began on a sort of uh, depressing. Uh, you know, uh, dystopian note. Uh, so we covered all our bases uh, today. And uh, thanks so much, Ramon. I know this is a busy deadline day for you, so I'll let you get back to it. And I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks, all right? Yeah, enjoy California. Yeah, I got a couple more days out here. I'm going to go to that beach. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be at that. I love the beach. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's Ramon Hussein. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. Bye.